In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 97th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Uh, We're doing this in the middle of the night. We have a 5.30 flight back to Atlanta from Green Bay, so no music today and we'll be kind of low as we're in the hotel room getting this podcast ready for you today. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons, the Bowtie Chronicles, episode 97. Falcons are coming off a 34-20 to loss to the Green Bay Packers to drop to 4-9. and Falcons started off good, scored on their opening drive, then promptly gave up 34 straight points as they mishandled the ball and committed 13 penalties, eight on the defensive side of the ball. The one drive that kind of marked the play of the day was uh, at the start of the third quarter, down 20 to Seven, the Falcons committed three defensive penalties to help the Packers march down the field, 72 yards, 25 of them on penalties by the Falcons. And this team just isn't good enough to be gifting touchdowns. Uh, had a big fight there. Uh, you know, just was a really bad artistic game. Uh, you know, when you see the penalties and the ball handling mistakes, just bad football at this point in the season. Although the Falcons are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet. They are the 14th seed and a whole bunch of stuff would have to happen for them to get into the race. But here, they're essentially eliminated, but we'll lay that playoff picture out for you after we hear from Coach Dan Quinn, quarterback Matt Ryan, and defensive end Vic Beasley. We have Dan Quinn here. First, we'll hit on uh, you know some of the topics from today, and uh, as you went through it and looked at the game uh, or going through the game, there were certain periods of not getting stops, uh, not scoring, and uh, too many times the result of that was penalties, mistakes, and turnovers. And uh, for us to be the team uh, that we need to play like, uh, that can't be our identity. And uh, as I went back through from the week, I had told you at the start of it, there were three things really I was looking for. And that was from the leadership standpoint, it was from the turnover margin, and it was from our effort. And so as I went back through from the leadership side, thought, you know, put the Chiefs as captains, thought those guys set the tone in terms of the preparation, um, and we're still minus two, you know, at a game. So to have that not change uh, is not right. I uh, thought from an effort standpoint, uh, preparation, that part was good. Uh, but our style is clearly not carrying over in our identity into the game day, and that's been the case too many times uh, this year. So um, as a team, we're looking forward to getting back home uh, and playing in front of our fans, but uh, so clearly our style uh, and identity not being uh, displayed uh, is a real factor in this game. So glad to you guys. Coach, the ball handling uh, was an issue today, Matt's uh, 16-yard loss, and then the penalty swipes are on a 32-yard gain, you all uh, going in. Two that were, you know, on a yard in you know, 
60 yards on two of those fouls. Mm-hmm. So I think those were the, you know, we kind of talked about the results of not scoring as a result of, you know, a foul or a mistake that, that takes place, a turnover. Um, although that one, like you talked about earlier, wasn't a turnover. You know, at the end of it, it kind of played out like when we ended up missing the field goal uh, at the end of that drive. Mm-hmm. How tough is having those plays to kind of uh, under under um, undershoot the, the, the effort and play of the team, though? I would say it's definitely... Uh, you guys how frustrating, definitely frustrating, maddening, disbelief, all of those things um, when we don't, you know, execute on those because uh, that's clearly where, obviously, we're missing the mark on some plays. And uh, for that not to happen, uh, yeah, definitely this job. Dan, you're basically one touchdown away from making Green Bay swell a little bit and you end up not even being able to get the ball snapped. How does that happen this way? Uh, that's a good question. Talk about the one at the end. I know. Um, you know, coming, you know, going out, I thought the drive to go and it's 7 7 at that space and then to allow the scores, you know, to take place after that. Uh, I couldn't have been more disappointed with that. Um, make sure the intent was right to, you know, not create any takeaways defensively. And, uh, you know, we thought from a pass rush standpoint, we had chances to move them off the spot and there were. Uh, certainly times, I don't know how many scrambles that resulted in first downs, but it had to be three or four, it felt like. Um, so, as we go back to it, I want to make sure our identity is coming back. I thought there's a lot of examples where we were better running the ball today, even with the score lopsided like it was. But uh, that part, you knew, you know, from hearing me talk over the last few weeks how important that is, I thought uh, we took a step in the right direction in that spot, but uh, nowhere near the identity that, uh, that we need. On that particular play, uh, Mark was referencing um, what was supposed to happen. Um, just a regular snap. It was just a motion, and uh, we snapped it. You know, just was the timing off on that. Yes, was nothing unusual, wasn't it? Was the snap too soon, or did, was Muhammad too late, or what? I don't know. On the answer to that is, um, I'd say if it's generally, it would have probably been the same thing. <laughs> You know, I'm saying either too soon or Mo didn't get over quick enough, but to have that happen, um, you know, almost hard to do. Well, that was Coach Dan Quinn. Uh, you know, folks wanted to know about the ball hitting Muhammad Sanu. Looked like uh, Matt Ryan was ticked at him again, told him to uh, get set. Uh, sounds like he was late on the motion. I can't believe uh, Ryan would have called for the ball, but uh, it called for it when it hit him. It was just bad. Just looked real bad for a pro football team to have a play like that when they're trying to get back into the game. Uh, also, Ryan's uh, – Throw behind the line, uh, killed a drive, and, uh, you know, then he had a pick six, too. But here he goes. He discusses uh, his play in the game, too. He tries to take the blame for everything, but uh, uh, he certainly uh, didn't have – had a couple bad plays. But uh, uh, here's what he had to say for himself. Matt, what worked for you guys on the first drive, and then uh, what happened on the the, the throw that uh, uh, you had the loss on? Uh, I thought the first drive was was really good. You know, obviously we talked about wanting to come in here and run the football and uh, create explosive plays. We did both of those uh, on the first drive, and and um, to come away with a touchdown on the road is is the way you want to start. And then the second drive, uh, I was trying to pull the ball back. And it slipped out of my hand and went backwards. So uh, it's a mistake you can't make. It cost us points, and 
um, certainly, you know, put put our kicking unit in a tough spot there. And on the uh, uh, snap that hits the new, uh, we couldn't tell if the snap was early or if he was motioning late or just, to, you know, to have a mishap like that when y'all were trying to put some heat on the Packers, how tough was that and what happened there? That was tough, but that's on me. You know, the, the whole operation, you know, starts and ends with me, so I've got to do a better job of that. And, and making sure that we, we don't have things like that come up. Um, obviously, that was tough when you turn the football over. I guess, I'm not sure where we were, maybe the 10-yard line, something like that, right around there. Um, you know, where you're trying to get back into a football game. I think if we score on that drive, it's a much different game, you know, where you have a better opportunity of, of you know, making a comeback. On the, um, with the pick six, what, I guess, what did you see there? Did you feel like Hooper was, was more open than he was? Uh, just not a good enough throw, you know, higher, firmer, uh, further outside. And, you know, that happens uh, from time to time. And, again, that was uh, that was tough timing for it to happen in the game. Uh, certainly, you know, cut the momentum that we had uh, at that point. It looked like they had picked up the blitz. I've got to do a better time of timing it up uh, when I'm in the gun with my timing, uh, of lifting the foot and making sure that everything's clear. On the interception, it looked like you had a blitz and they picked it up on the left, and the TV announcer said that they thought the, the route was should have been flatter. I don't know if it was. I don't. I don't know if it was the route bad or the throw, or you know, we're just trying to figure out what happened on the play. Well, you know, I think it was on me. I think I've, I've got to make a better throw in that situation, put it further to the sideline, give him a better opportunity to make a play on the ball, and you know, put it in a spot where they can't make a play on the ball. Yeah, they put the rookie on Julio. They mixed it up, you know, at certain times they had help over the top uh, to, you know, limit some of the explosive plays, uh, but we also had some opportunities, you know, to, to hit them, and uh, I think we hit two go balls, uh, one got called back with a holding penalty, and then we missed on another deep opportunity, but we had some chances. Um, I thought Julio played well, though, you know, um, even when he gets double covered, he, he still makes plays, and um, I'll give credit to their defense. I thought they did a nice job of mixing things up today. Well, there you have it, Matt Ryan discussing the loss, taking the uh, the blame there for a couple of the uh, offensive blunders, and uh, certainly uh, was not a uh, efficient operation against the Green Bay Packers. Here, let's go to uh, Vic Beasley, who spoke after the game. Uh, a lot of players got out of there quick, but Vic stayed around and. Talked to the media yesterday. Uh, way today is like one and two, so uh, it's what it is. Y'all were get some pressure on Rodgers, but he got away a little bit. Uh, how tough was that chasing him around all day? I mean, we knew that coming into the game. You know, I've been playing against Aaron Rodgers for uh, three, four years now, so we knew the game plan. We knew what it was, and he could escape this a couple times, but we wasn't able to put a full game together to get the win. And, uh, you know, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, you got a lot of good players on the team, but it's a thin line between four and nine and nine and four. Y'all experiencing some of that? We got great players on the team. We got great players to, you know, win every ball game. But it comes down to execution. The team that executes the best is the team that wins. So that's what it is at the end of the day. Well, what happened on the big fight there? It looked like a who, who hit the quarterback and late lineman, you know, what was happening yeah. there? I, I honestly don't know. I was on the sideline, so I just saw a big crowd of guys just ganging up to it. You mentioned execution. Why, um, why don't you think 
that that has been a consistent theme for you guys uh, for most of the year in terms of with the talent that you have on the roster? Maybe it just comes down to, you know, everyone just doing their job. You know, everybody, every, each, every team makes mistakes, you know what I'm saying? So it's who makes the most mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Whoever makes the most mistakes probably going to lose the game. Sometimes things go your way. Boy. Teams that yeah, normally execute, right? And normally, other teams, they normally have to play out. You guys have eight defensive penalties. How hard is it to, to stop a guy like Aaron Rodgers and give him so many chances? He, he, I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And obviously, you guys know that. And we knew that coming into the game. I mean, it's, it's hard. Thank you guys keep talking about execution. How do you guys uh, make sure that that message doesn't get stale and you're able to execute? No, I don't just get still. You know, we understand what's at stake. We understand what we got to do to win. Every team understands they have to execute and win the ball game. And that's what it comes down to. Like I said, sometimes favorite things go your way. You have favor. But majority of the time, the teams, the best teams execute at a high level. Thanks, Chris. That was Vic Beasley there uh, discussing some of the issues of um, with the team, the eight penalties on defense. Uh, just uh, Mark Bradley pointed out in his column about how the you know team plays fast, physical, and they'll hit you and uh, and so forth. But uh, the execution uh, deserves some attention. Some quality control should be in place by now. Shouldn't see some of these penalties. Uh, shouldn't see this poor ball handling. Granted, it was 25 degrees, and with the 10-mile-per-hour uh, wind, it was a 15-degree wind chill factor. So it's a southern team with a lot of uh, southern players. So, yeah, the ball handling uh, should have been addressed during the week. That, you know, that was going to be a hot ball. It uh, going to be a little bit harder. It was going to be cold, which actually is a good day for Green Bay uh, in December. You know, the folks up here uh, – Enjoy it yesterday as a fine spring day, but uh, you know when you don't play in uh, sub thirty two weather a whole lot, it's going to be cold. So it was definitely cold for the Falcons, and uh, I think that had a lot to do with the ball handling. The penalties the coaches need to clean up. Playoff race, we got a uh, Falcons are the fourteenth seed. They're the only team. They're four and nine, not eliminated. You got the five, seven, and one Packers, Bucks, and Giants ahead of them at five and eight. You got the six and seven teams, Panthers, Eagles, Redskins. If the playoffs win today, the Saints and Rams are in. The Saints clinched the NFC South second year in a row. The Rams are in. And then uh, you have the Bears leading the NFC North and the Cowboys leading the East where the uh, Seattle and Minnesota would be the wild card teams. And they they play tonight on Monday Night Football. So that'll be, uh, you know, a good playoff game too, uh, you know, to see which team is uh, going to step forward in the uh, playoff race. Now the Falcons uh, did play some new players. Uh, Tyson Brillo started at right tackle. Thought he played pretty good after he calmed down. Uh, Brian Hill played some fullback. Uh, uh, Stephen Means played some defensive end. And uh, we have a story up on how uh, Coach Quinn is turning the page on this season and starting to look at uh, more players for the future. Isaiah Oliver was a big one. He got a lot of time at cornerback and safety. Uh, might not bode well for Robert Alford in the future uh, if Oliver can show he's a starter of NFL quality. 
So starting to look towards uh, next year and some of the players. I don't know what it means for Ryan Schrader if Tyson Brello, who's 26, can take over there at right tackle. Uh, do you keep Ryan around as a veteran swing? Or you go young at that spot. So, uh, you know, we see, we're seeing a couple changes here on the line. Uh, Beatles start the second game there for being Garland. Garland was used as a blocking tight end because Logan Paulson was out. But now, um, you know, we can ask the question. The fans want the Falcons to tank to get a better draft position, but that's a loser mentality. I'll never advocate for that. But we um, do have a poll on Twitter asking, hey, uh, will the Falcons win another game? And most fans were saying, no, they should not win another game so they can get a top five pick. They need depth throughout the roster. But that's a loser mentality. Nothing comes good out of losing. Uh, You don't even want that feeling to start seeping through your team. So, you know, I say you keep playing for to, to win. You got the Cardinals on Sunday. Uh, at 1 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, then you close on the road at Carolina and Tampa. All winnable games. Uh, certainly 7-9 and nine is a lot better than 4-12. and 12. It may save some people some jobs around here, too. Uh, but, you know, that's not my concern. We'll just cover the games and see how this season plays out. The Atlanta Falcons, 4-9. Set to play the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday at 1 p.m. at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. With that, we're going to wrap up here from the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the 97th episode. So that means we're coming up on 100 here. We're going to have to do some kind of giveaway or something. Give away an AJC hat or something uh, for our 100th episode. But we're going to sign off here from Green Bay and get up the road here from Appleton to the Austin Struble Airport. Get on that 430 flight and get back to Atlanta. Get out to uh, Coach Dan's uh, open locker room today at 230. And... Uh, Coach Dan will talk to us about 3.15 today. We'll see who's hanging around the locker room and uh, try to get you some updated quotes from the players today. Take care and have a great week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.